on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Yes, good evening and welcome. It is that time again here on SEN where we turn Jack Revolt loose on Tiger Time. As always for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. You can join him across the hour on 1300 736 736 on the phone or on the text 0433 98 11 16. Let's head to the hub and the star of the show. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm okay. You Have you managed to get yourself out of knee-deep water from yesterday? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's going to be one of our talking points tonight because we did find ourselves in an unusual situation here uh, here up on the Gold Coast where we are staying at uh, KDV, which is a good little sporting facility. We've got tennis courts and uh, we've also got a little bit of a golf set up. But we've, we've got a main oval that we've been doing some small sessions on. It's not mm. probably up to AFL standard, but it, it, it'll do. And, uh, and it's very close to the Narang River. And... Uh, it's funny what 100 mils of rain will do uh, to a river when you've got a mountain range sort of maybe 3Ks uh, to the west of you as well. So it was uh, all hands on deck yesterday. It was a day off, but um, turned into uh, turned into a, a relief effort really in the end. We had to move everything from the car park, which is located underneath the, underneath the facility. Um, so gym equipment, all our supplies, Gatorade, et cetera, up to the second level and... Yes, it was a, a very, very interesting day. I'll bet it was. Oh, I love that you're still in amongst, this is how commercially savvy you are, in amongst all of everything that was going on yesterday, even in, in an interview, you still got to plug in for Jeep after all of that. You know how to wear your bread's butter, don't you? Ah, well, it's, uh, well you, you know, you've got to look after the sponsors <laughs> every, every now and then. Of course, Swinburne and Swintopia are bringing us the show tonight, so they're, uh, they're another great sponsor of the Richmond Football Club. Tick. Down at Punt Road. But, but Jack, we've, we've got a, a massive show to now yes. tonight. And unfortunately, the Tigers, well, we had our first loss in, in Hub Life in the in the grand final rematch. And, um, well, this has been the, the Tiger Army show. So I am looking forward to, to people ringing up on, that, on the famous SEN number and also texting in their thoughts from the game. Because you can come away from a loss and you can sort of think, well, we had our chances. And, of course, kicking six goals, 14. Uh, having 20 scoring shots to the, to the Giants who kicked nine goals, eight. Uh, you look at that and you go, probably had our chances, um, but unfortunately we, we didn't take them. But there's plenty of positives to come out of the game and, and I'm looking forward to hearing the fans, uh, the fans' positives and what they loved about uh, this sort of, I suppose it is a bit of a fresh-faced uh, Richmond side because we, we do have some injuries at the moment. There is positive news on that front as well, and we will delve into that a little bit deeper as well. We've got some troops returning, and uh, and Toby Nankervis and Dale Prestia, who are currently in a different isolation hub, will be joining the group on Friday. So ah. that'll that'll add a little bit of uh, excitement to the boys. I think they're sort of hanging out to, to get into the main group. But, um, no, I, I am looking forward to, to chatting about Shea Bolton again, who was... Uh, who's showing plenty in the midfield with the, the opportunity that's been provided. Um, Noah Bolter was another standout performer uh, defensively, uh, keeping the common medalist from last year, Jeremy Cameron, scoreless, which uh, I think sort of seems to be a trend, trend of the year, the, uh, the year of not the key four. Yes. Because, uh, Toby Green was the, the star of the show. He did kick five for the Giants and, and probably was the difference in the end. Uh, good to see Dusty getting back into some form with 23 disposals 
and two goals. But the the main point to come out of the night, I think, from from the Richmond point of view, is that the system, the DNA that we've spoken about, whilst not getting the result, uh, was certainly one that of a of a positive step forward and one that we can build on. And in the modern day football, Jack. There's only five-day breaks or four-day breaks, so you roll on pretty quickly and yeah. you can't be too down in the in the doldrums for very long because the next game is only two sleeps away. And uh, and we will be doing our two-timing Tiger tonight. Emmett Dunn, who I'm looking forward to chatting to, is a current board member yes, as well. Yes, very distinguished gentleman, isn't he, Mr Dunn? He is, he is, he is. He's very scary too. That's the <laughs> other thing. I wanna, I'm going to ask him that. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it. Via phone rather than face to face because he's a, he's a towering man and yeah. he uh, well he was a, he was in the police force for thirty eight years so he sort of got that just air about him that just makes me a little bit uneasy but that will be done <laughs> over the phone in our two timing tiger so before we do get on to uh, to catching up with David Asprey and talking all things tigers let's go back to Friday night uh, and and relive some of those highlights that I did speak about. He sets it up to the teeth of goal. Davis has got to make the spell on Castagna. Castagna just led to the last, socket it through for a goal regardless. Bolton gets going. Can he from 48? My word, he can. Two minutes left oh. in the term. Soldo, lovely tap. Forward of the play for Revolt, who kicks it from the top of the square. Mm. That is a piece of art from Soldo in the ruck. That's dusty to take oh. the kick. It's probably in the wrong hands. Out he goes. And in it goes. He's kicked his second. He runs around. And they had the win they so desperately needed. It's the Giants by 12 points. So there's just a few of the highlights from Friday night as we heard it on AFL Nation. Jack, tell us and talk to us more about the structure and the system that holds up. I'd imagine it's a pretty difficult thing to do considering how many players you don't have access to at the moment. Yeah, you're right, Jack. It's um, it's probably been the 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 one thing that we've been searching for since we've returned from that that uh, the COVID break uh, from round two. And um, our best performance this year to date was obviously the North Melbourne game um, two games ago. But it's the ability to have guys come in and and fill in and play the spot. So we've we've seen Derek Egmolesi Smith come in and he was fantastic two weeks ago. Probably not his best game on the weekend, but he just comes in and and, and plays the system. Um, we're a winger short at the moment, so young Patrick Nash comes in and plays, and we, we see some positive mm. uh, positive bits of play from him. Uh, Bolter's been the one, I think, the, the standout, and, and Bolton, who, who we have mentioned, the two Bs there that have have really started to, to find their feet. And I, I am really looking forward to chatting to David Asprey, who his injury probably opened up the fact for opened up the the spot for Noah Bolter to come in. So when we, when we get Asprey back, keen to ask him what it's going to look like. Um, from that tall back, uh, that tall back scenario there, and and I just cannot. I keep looking at Noah Bolter, and and I feel like he should be in the number eighteen jumper. He's got a lot of Alex Rance, <laughs> Alex Rance sort of um, habits and and even just mannerisms he does that, that remind me of the great number eighteen. Uh, we will chat to David about uh, Alex Rance as well. They're obviously um, as well, along with Dylan Grimes, the the, the three pronged defence down there for so many years for the Tigers, and and we'll hear how he's doing as well. So we've got a, an action packed show tonight, Jack. I'm, we do. I'm super excited about tonight. And a few texts coming through for you. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. This one from Kate says Noah Bolter is an absolute star in the making. 
His athleticism is unreal. Reminds the Tiger Army of someone named Alex Rance, cult figure in the making. Good luck on Wednesday. So Kate's singing from the same hymn book that you are, and this one as well. Uh, Greg from Mitcham says that I thought there was a lot of positives. How bullish was the coach after the game on tipping that rubbed off on the playing group as well? Yeah, no. Look, the coach was—he was—it's—it's—it's it's hard because he's a very competitive man, Dimmer, uh, and he doesn't like losing as as we don't like losing as well. But um, clearly, at the moment, we, we've got some troops out, and as I mentioned, um, we're going to start to get them back over the next month, which is which is really exciting. But you you, you must frame the the mindset as there is a, some areas of growth for us. Um, so, but there's also some real some really good areas that. We're looking at in terms of um, statistic-wise, and 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 they look a lot like uh, Richmond when when we're at our best. So uh, we're not far away, um, mm. but it's um, it's it's funny. We've got a, off the Twitter here. We've got Joe. And he says it feels like our forward line is a little bit dysfunctional at the moment. Are we getting double teamed? The ball has been up there a lot, but it feels like you and Tom can't find the big sticks as often as you like. And, and at Lynchy, uh, for the Tigers fans out there that, that haven't caught it, and Lynchy spoke today in the media, and, and and that's probably the final piece to our puzzle at the moment is that we are we are generating a lot of inside 50s. I think we might have had plus 16 on the weekend. Um, the final piece to our puzzle is being able to obviously score a little bit more while still maintaining that defensive structure that... We've been known for 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 sort of three years now, so um, don't worry, Joe. We're we're, well, we're working very hard on it at the moment. And there's a, there's a lot of smart people up here in the hub that are um, that are thinking of sort of every avenue to how we can continue to uh, make that work uh, a little bit better. So. Plenty of questions on on a lot of minds up here at the moment, Jack. Speaking of the coach, let's check in with Coach's Corner for Host Plus. They are proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers, Damien Hardwick, after Friday night. Look, I thought our, our system held up well. You know, I thought we, like you said, we had periods of complete dominance and yeah, we just failed to, to execute on the scoreboard. Um, that's the reality of AFL footy at stages. If you don't take your chances, the opposition will. Like I think there's a period in the third quarter where complete dominance, or it might have been just before half-time, actually, and... I think we had 12 inside 50s to one, and they go back and score score a goal. So probably reflected the game really. I thought we were, I thought we were pretty good throughout the night. What we can say is our, our system held up. You know, time in forward half, a heap more inside 50s, forward half time. The, the game itself looked like a Richmond game. We just didn't execute to the level that we normally would. Um, a lot of that can be put down to to inexperience, but the vast majority can put down to execution. We've got to get better. So tell us a little bit about that, Jack, and that's for Host Plus, by the way, Coach's Corner. We go with you. Just to, to back on the forward structure for a minute, you spoke about Lynchy speaking in the in the media today. How do you how do you guys go about that during the week? For for Tigers fans who are wondering, what does that look like? What do those conversations look like? Well, the best thing, Jack, for us is that we're in a hub, so we can sort of do it really at any time. At, at the club, we, we sort of set meeting times and Whilst uh, Craig McRae, our forward line coach, and Andrew McWalter, who does our ball movement, um, they're very busy during the day. So sometimes at the club you can you can get missed a little bit. But here we're, we're able to schedule meetings wherever we like. So mm. we're catching up constantly. And, and the thing is that Tom and I, whilst we have played in a premiership together, probably haven't played a lot, haven't played a lot of football together due to the fact that I was injured for, for the most part of last year. So, um, yeah, we, we look, we do come up against... Um, Aerially, we probably come up against um, an extra number most weeks, but most sides are, are going through that at the moment. Um, we just need to keep working harder. Neither of us is in great form at the moment, but 
um, we know that what makes us us is getting to as many contests as possible. So it comes down to pretty pretty simple um, mathematics. The more the more contests myself and Lynchy can get to, one v one. Um, hopefully, the more we can win and then get some more shots on goal and, and kick those goals. So now you've got a condensed fixture. What does that look like? Every team is being asked about strength and conditioning and how they're going to go about backing up really quickly. How are you guys approaching it? Well, I think we've been sort of uh, blessed a little bit with our our, uh, our fixturing in terms of we, we've got a five-day break this week and, and we've actually played off a five-day break. Or we've played off a four-day break before with... Um, Anzac Day Eve uh, against Melbourne. We played off a four-day break um, two years ago. So we, we've got a process in place that we did that week that um, was noted at the time. And, and, and obviously due to the, the COVID situation, we are going to go into what is Christmas for the for the footy, <laughs> footy-loving fan. Yes. It's the 19 days of Christmas. Yep. But um, no, we feel like there's probably not as much training need, needed to be done. Um, just physically, you, you really can't. But it's more... Uh, mental learning and then going out and playing again. But it, it is the best thing to do when you've had a, a loss like we had on Friday night and it's sort of aches and you think, well, well, what if I'd kicked that goal or what if we had defended that a little bit better here and, and, and you search for, for that little moment that may have switched the game. So you get the chance to, to really tie that. Well, you get the chance to chuck the boots on and, and go back out there a mere five days later and and atone for it. So the, the guys are. We had a light session today. Uh, we'll have a cruisy little cruisy run, captain's run tomorrow, um, and then it's back out on the park at, at Metricon Stadium against the Bulldogs. Is it Wednesday night? Do the players love it because you you've really only got that one session in between games now, and I'd imagine less meetings and less of everything. So does it sort of play into your favour a little bit as well? Uh, ah, yeah, I, I don't mind training. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, no, I think there's a few players, and the, the number four doesn't mind just going out and, and having a <laughs> kick and just coming back off the ground and, and then going again. So, it, look, I think for us, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's rolling with the punches, staying agile and staying fluid. And um, we feel like the mental learning that we're doing off the ground, um, whilst not doing the, the actual reps out on the ground, is is holding us in good stead to to attack this next period. Which I mean, if you can get on a roll, you can you can knock up four wins pretty quickly in, in less than a month. You've so only got to look um, at the Eagles, don't you? See how quickly it can turn around. Yeah, exactly. So it's um yeah, it is an, it's an important game this Wednesday night. No question about it. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A few of your texts coming through. We'll get to them across the hour as well. David Asprey to join Jack at the hub in just a moment. As always, it's thanks to Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. More to come on Tiger Time. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time on a Monday for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. Jack's two-timing Tiger is still to come and we check in with Swinburne University before the end of the hour as well. 0433 98 11 16 on the text or you can give him a call on 1300 736 736. I think you've got a very special guest alongside you, Jack. Very do, Jack. We've, uh, we've been, well, we've been graced by, I would call you Richmond royalty, David Asprey. Would you, would you, would you say you're your two-time premiership player? I was going through your stats on Wikipedia and the one thing that sprung out to me was in the 133 games that you've played for the Tigers, you've kicked nine goals and, of course, three on debut. 
This hasn't started all that well, really. Um, royalty, it's certainly not something that, that sits with my name, mate. There's, um, I'm well down the pecking order, and um, I'm, I'm humbled to be a guest on your show, mate, so thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, mate. Um, first things first, how's, uh, how's hub life treating you? Um, you? You're injured at the moment. Yep. Um, and the and the rest of us obviously going out of training. What's it What's it looking like for you um, with your injury, and what's training looking like for you at the moment? Yeah, um, obviously had surgery after uh, the match against St Kilda, which I think was round four. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, we're whisked away to the the hub pretty soon after that. And for me, it's it's been. Um, it's been challenging just not playing, but it's also been, um, you know, been seen as an opportunity just to get away and spend more time with boys who I, who I really love. Obviously, I'm missing performing on the weekend. Um, this is just a team that you want to be a part of, and uh, I found that pretty difficult. But um, the club's done an incredible job just to to make sure that we get the best opportunity to, or in my circumstance, to rehab well and um, for the boys to be able to f- perform on the weekend and. Um, yeah, I take my hat off to them. It can't be easy and a logistical nightmare for a lot of people. But um, for me, I, uh, I luckily, you know, in this circumstance, I haven't had to leave family or, or children behind. So um, I've been impacted quite little, actually. And uh, the knee injury, um, I think you did, a, was it a dislocated kneecap or sort of close to? Yeah, it's sort of subluxed, but... Um, yeah, it was just an arthroscopic surgery, which is pretty straightforward. But um, the issue has been that I've I lost a bit of articular cartilage off the back of my kneecap, so that's that's something that's been irritated and pretty sore. And um, we progressed it pretty quickly, and it felt pretty good. But then uh, last week, leading into the game, um, yeah, it, it sort of flared up a little bit. Um, there was no incident, nothing um, nothing untoward there, but it just probably wasn't ready. So with all these short breaks and stuff like that, they've taken a, a pretty cautionary um, approach. And, uh, yeah, it will just be sort of eased back and, and looking forward to building up from here on in. And for the Tigers fans out there, you were close to playing last week. Mm. When can we, we see you ready? Will you be ready for this week or is it... A little bit further down the line for you. Yeah, it, it probably is a little bit further down the line. That's probably um, I've been butting heads with a few people in the medical department. Um, obviously, eager to play, but um, just with the uncertainty and the scheduling, and, and particularly short breaks, uh, they think it's in the best interest of the footy club to make sure that we go relatively slow with this. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like it's it's progressing well and. Um, yeah, I'm certainly missing playing, but I know that they're doing the right thing by me and the football club. So you, you haven't, well, you haven't been playing, but you've had the ability to watch uh, what is a, a pretty different backline to to what the Richmond faithful have, have come to know over the last three years. Hmm. One guy I really want to chat about is Noah Bolter, who um, has been tried forward, has been tried in the ruck, but has sort of found his his way down back. What, what, what do you see as, as Noah's great strength? We get plenty of texts from the fans that that love that love the way he runs around, but mm. you get a you get the sort of first hand experience. What what are Noah's greatest strengths? Yeah, obviously his athleticism is um, it's remarkable. It's probably as good as anyone on the list, actually. Um, but I, I feel like, particularly in the last sort of couple of months, Noah's really. Um, He's really just wanted to learn, and that's that's his biggest attribute right now. He's he's playing along star players like Dylan Grimes and, and Nick Flostone who are going to set him up in the right spot, and 
and give him every opportunity to perform. Um, sometimes his focus can get a little bit wide. That I guess that that comes hand in hand with having such an amazing athletic, um, you know, skill set or trait set. And um, yeah, I, I feel like he's he's uh, the last couple of weeks as much as it um, he came in and played that amazing game against Melbourne and. Um, you know, he made opponents at different stages look, you know, look like uh, second rate. But um, yeah, he he was awesome. But I, f- I still feel like even though he hasn't had the statistical output in the last few weeks, he's really been developing, really been building, and um, his contest technique and stuff, the work that I do with with Noah. Um, yeah, as I said, he's he's athletically gifted, and it just clearly supersedes anything that I could do on the field. But if he gets that right, he's going to be a sensational player, and and I reckon there's enormous upside. And I'm really glad that he's getting opportunity. Yeah, so we, we obviously played on Brent Brown two weeks ago and held him goalless, and then spent a fair bit of time on Jeremy Cameron on the weekend and kept him scoreless. So, mm. as you mentioned, they're still doing his role defensively. Where's the big improvement for him? Because physically, he can do anything. Mm. Um, but where can you see the greatest upside in, in Noah Bolter? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just feel like it, it all comes down to having an, a more narrow mindset and concentration. I think. So is that Emma Murray's work, that you, you, who's obviously the Richmond yeah. high-performance coach in the, in the mental area? Is that is that more time with her? Absolutely, yeah. And um, I work as closely as, as anyone with Emma, and I think that she's an, an enormous attribute for the footy club. And it's with players like this, I feel like we're going to get the most out of them, provided they're invested in the work with, with her. And um, Noah's definitely someone that, you know, he's got every athletic trait that, that you'd want in a player particularly in a key back and um, I'm looking forward to watching his progression because um, yeah he, he's got everything around him all the resources to make him a really 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 good player. Now I want to take you back in time a, a little bit and, and for the people that did watch those three goals in your first game in the number 39 <laughs> well how actually before how did you kick them were there was, I think there was a dribbler in there a little right foot dribbler yeah there was um you were heavily involved in in the first couple actually um yeah a dribble goal and a, and a snap goal and I reckon um they were the first and last um but Big and power then, clunk in the... <laughs> yeah, and but yeah, I've yeah, I, I'm constantly reminded of it. But it seems like a distant memory. I'm, I'm just trying to stop that from happening now. Well, you, you did make the move from the number 39 into number 12 that we we see uh, on your back now, and arguably the one of the most famous numbers to ever be worn at the Richmond Football Club. What was it like the day that you found out that the club wanted you to wear the number 12, and and how did you feel about it? Yeah, I, I actually haven't sp- spoken publicly about this, but it's pr- probably time that I do. Um, I was petrified. Um, Why? Uh, well, Matthew Richardson is just um, oh, he's just an icon of the game. And um, I don't know, the, the, the pressure that sort of came with it, I, I wasn't really sure that I was ready for that. Um, I wasn't really informed until just prior to the press conference I, they were going to give it to me. So they didn't even give me the opportunity to say no, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and I'll be honest, in the in the preseason, I requested a different number. I didn't request can it. We, can we delve into what number it was? Oh, it was 11. So I would have been right next door. And, um, you know, in, when you look back at this, like you, it, it probably makes zero difference but um that was the number that i was i was going after um but yeah I, I was it was certainly something that was very humbling and um 
and yeah, I I, I adore Richo. I, I think the way he carries himself is is amazing. I'm, um, he's moved to the north side of the city, so I see a bit of him. And um, yeah, he's someone who's sort of just grown into a mate. And um, you know, I, I've I've certainly I've humbled the number a little bit. You know, like I think still plenty that... of number twelve running around, mate. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of old sponsors yeah, on those jumpers. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. A lot of Motorola um, Richmond <laughs> jumpers getting around. But yeah, so yeah, it, it, it was. It's a thrill. I love wearing the number twelve, and um, yeah, it's sort of. I'm going to give it back to Richo to give it back to give it to someone else when I when I retire or, or get get shafted. Oh, off the text line, we've got one from Jeff. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answer on this. Can <laughs> can Jack ask Dave his thoughts on Liam Baker? And his improvement, because he's become a, a a pretty sort of mainstay, obviously played in the Premiership last year, but he's really come out of nowhere, Bakes, to, to play half-back. Tried in plenty of positions, but he's found his niche down back, and, and you must love playing with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't just love playing with Bakes. I just love being around him. He's, he's just one of the, the great characters that we've got at the footy club. Um, but, yeah, he's... His improvement's been awesome, and and to his credit, it's it's all off his own bat. He's he's someone that's he seeks out um, our boxing coach Clanger and and grappling coach to do some footwork and 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 contest stuff, and um, he sees the game really well. But I feel like the the skill that he has that um, sets him apart is just his hands. Um, he's so clean, um, but he's a he's a brave little bugger as well, and. Um, yeah, he's he's certainly someone that I look forward to playing, you know, more football with, and I think he's a he's a real asset. And he, you have well, you have taken him under your wing, and you're you're very good mates. Mm. You're part of that, what I would call them the Richmond Farm <laughs> Gang. Yeah, Grimesy's got his uh, winery. Yeah, you've got a property. Um, up sort of Greater Western Way, is it? Yeah. Is around yeah. there? Yeah, south of Ararat, a place called Tadiyan. How big's the property? Fifty acres. And what are you? What are you growing or keeping on that? <laughs> yeah, you make it seem like I'm a criminal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, my my dad manages just the handful of steers on the on the block. He's got a property at Raglan, which is near near Beaufort. Um, he's got 360 acres there that he, he um, that settled earlier this year, and um, yeah, it's it's really good for our relationship. And um, yeah, when the season was in a hiatus, that's where I essentially lived, and uh, I love being up there and um yeah but so yeah we we have got a little bit, a bit of a you know a, a rural crew well, you've, i guess you've recruited ben miller into that crew as well he's uh, is it, i haven't recruited who, anyone who's mate. in the, now who's in the who's in the sheep um the buying of the sheep because there's five there's 50 is that right 50 sheep uh at dylan grimes is property the moment they're owned by three no it might be 44. 44 i'm pretty sure they did that to replicate the, the playing list so, ah okay yeah. so each player is replicated by a sheep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I might be forty-five. I think. I think they've one's named Dimmer, actually. Or oh, I think the Rams named Dimmer. <laughs> the Rams. <Yeah. laughs> so there's forty-four ewes and, and yep. the Rams named Dimmer. Yep. Yeah. What sort of way? What sort of sheep would you be? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still getting out of the fact that we've got 44 sheep owned by three players. Liam Baker's, no, Liam Baker's four. in it. There's four. It's ben Miller. Garthy. Uh, Daryl Garthwaite. Yep. Daryl Braithwaite, yeah. Who's the, th- who's the fourth? Grimesy. Grimesy, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, 40, 44 sheep yeah. owned up uh, up Mount Macedon. Yeah. So if you ever go up to the winery, you can go and see the, the full playing list out in one of the pastures there. And 
go and have a photo with your favourite dusty sheep. Um, life after football for you, you, you obviously got um, obviously got property, and and you're you're a very very smart man. You actually study at Swinburne. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And what uh, what are you doing there? I'm doing an MBA, a, a Masters of Business Business Administration. So um, yeah, it's I've almost missed it in the in this time. I, I haven't I haven't even been back to to study this calendar year, unfortunately. Um, but I'm looking forward to picking that up again. But yeah, it's it's great. It's something that's. Um, yeah, it stimulates me in a different way. I, I really enjoy getting. And you're doing here. that online whilst you're up here, or not? No, no. So, I, I'm a bit old school, as you as you know, mate. But um, yeah. So I I normally go in there. It was last year. It was every Tuesday, Thursday, five thirty to eight thirty. Um, yeah, and and I just thought it was it was really fulfilling and um, something I look forward to getting back to. Yeah, and what does that look like for you post footy? Is it somewhere like are, are you are you just ticking something off to keep yourself busy whilst playing footy, or is there a pathway that you can see yourself going down um, when footy does come to an end? Well, yeah, this is probably the time that I um, yeah I, I just confess that it's, it's as vague as it gets at an NBA. Like it's it's very broad. I think that's um, it's very fitting for me because I don't really have um, a real pathway as yet. As a, what I really want to do, I am um, I am a keen learner, and um, I don't want to make a career out of studying. And, and eventually, I want to get on a on a you know have a have a bit of direction. But um, yeah, for for right now, while I've while I've got a job, touch wood that um, that, that I've still got a job next year, even though I'm contracted, <laughs> a bit of uncertainty. But yeah, so I, I don't I don't really know exactly how it's going to. Um, Look for me post footy, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a great relationship between Richmond and Swinburne. That's one thing I will say, and I really enjoy my time there. I know that other boys are um, you know starting to look into it as well, and um, yeah, I, I think that oh, God knows where I end up, mate. Well, mate, thank you for joining us here on Tiger Time. You are one of the absolute loved players from the fans. You're a two-time premiership player, injured at the moment, but you're coming back mm. in hopefully two weeks. The troops are slowly coming back in. David Ashbury joining us here on Tiger Time. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Great supporters of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time are Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life, brought closer to you. You can join Jack at any stage, one 736 736 on the phone or on the text 0433981116. Jack, Theo and Glenn Waverley has been hanging on patiently to have a chat to you. Come on in, Theo. Yeah, hi, Jack. Um, I know hi, Theo. the boys... How are you, buddy? I know the boys in the midfield are doing a pretty good job. They're good boys and, you know, I've got faith that, um, you know, they give their best. But this week against the Doggies, um, we're not batting very deep, dude, and... Um, out of left field, um, I think Bont is the key. Have we thought of putting Broad on him and getting him to follow him all over the ground? Broad, he's got a good tank. He's got a good uh, defensive attitude, obviously being a backman, and um, he's got the body strength to go with him. Any thoughts? Well, I like your thinking, Theo, that uh, these sort of left of centre ones, we've scouted Bont and Pelly a little bit, and I think he might play a little bit more forward. Uh, than he has been playing in the middle. He's a he's obviously a star of the competition, 
But this comes back to uh, my point off the top, Theo, about uh, structure, V, and system. So um, we, d- we don't usually tag. Um, there's obviously, obviously odd occasions where you do need to shut down uh, players having that impact. It, it, you think Broad's the, the one for him. I think um, for, our, for our depth, um, I think Cochin will come back this week. Uh, he's obviously got to get through a light captain's run tomorrow, but things are looking fairly positive there. So that's um, a big inclusion in that midfield. But, um, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind the, the left-of-centre thinking. And, and trust me, these thoughts go through <laughs> through the coaches' heads Um in the lead-up to games and also during games as well. But he's going to be key to to obviously the way the Bulldogs play and, and for us to, to stop him um, will be it will be um, will go a long way to helping us get the result on uh, on Wednesday night. Thanks for the call, Theo. I really appreciate it. Good on you, Theo. You can join us, one 736 736 Jack, let's keep the guests rolling now because Andrew J. Smith, the Swinburne Vice President of Student and Alumni, joins you now on Tiger Time. Andrew, thanks for being with Jack. Thanks for having me, gents. How are we? Welcome, Andrew, to Tiger Time, and uh, thank you for your support via Swinburne. Uh, what, is, what does the Vice President of Students and Alumni actually mean? It's a, it's a big title there. It's sort of, I nearly struggle to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Jack, and, and congratulations on the show. Um, uh, Oh, look, the title, essentially what it is, I, I look after the kind of the non-academic side of um, the university. So all of the student support services, the student enrolment side of things, looking after our alumni database. We've, we've got about 200,000 people that have gone through Swinburne. So keeping uh, in contact with our alumni staff. Um, uh, yeah, so that's basically the role. And obviously a part of that role is the, the relationship between Richmond and Swinburne, and, and uh, proudly Swinburne are adorned across Punt Road, arguably one of the most famous football grounds uh, in the country. Th- th- that relationship must mean a, a lot to you. Yeah, it, it does, Jack. It, it means a lot to all of us at Swinburne. It, I mean, it was in a, a really interesting journey because it started you know, quite a few years ago when we were working together on the, the Richmond Institute of Sports Leadership, you know, which is a fantastic program uh, where we've got students in, in Punt Road and in Albury, Wodonga and Mildura. And then from there, just through conversations, we turned it into you know, the naming rights for the Swinburne Centre at Punt Road and then a whole lot of other elements to the partnership have just grown since mid-2017. And we, uh, well, I suppose universities are no different to, to anyone else in the, in the current climate and um, Swinburne have got on the front foot and developed Swintopia, which uh, we've heard a lot on this show. What exactly is Swintopia? Um, how's it? When's it happening? And if people want to get involved, how can they get involved? Yeah, so, I mean, if we go back, I mean, normally an open day for universities, they all happen around now. Um, we would have about 18,000 people that would come on campus. They'd wander around the campus. They'd talk to academic staff, support staff, students that are volunteering on the day. They'd get autographs from the Richmond AFL men and women's people that um, would come along and help us out on the day. Uh, but obviously, in this current environment, we can't do that. So we started thinking about, well, what do we, what do, we do from an open day perspective um, with the COVID-19 restrictions? So we started developing, uh, essentially, it's a gamified virtual campus experience. Um, and it's not unlike what, um, you know, what a lot of um, our 
prospective students would be doing and spending time on in terms of that kind of interactive game environment. Um, and essentially, you come onto the platform, you, you choose an avatar, and then you wander around the campus as if you're wandering around it um, physically. Um, but we've got a, our academic staff there, so you'll go up and talk to them. Our student volunteers are there. Jack, you're in it. Thanks very much for, for I heard coming along. I heard there was an uh, avatar of me. Uh, it's exciting. fantastic as well, mate. It, it, it looks very good. Um, and we've got um, yeah, Monique Conti's um, in there as well. Um, so it's just a way, look, it's an innovative way that um, students can explore the campus without being able to come onto the campus. Well, thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Um, we really do appreciate the, uh, the partnership with Swintopia. And, of course, Tiger Time is brought to you by Swintopia, all the best bits of Swinburne's University of Technology brought to life in pixels. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. It's all thanks to Swinburne University of Technology's Open World Experience. You're with Jack Revolt on Tiger Time. Not too late to get a few of your texts in. 0433 98 11 16. We'll get to a couple of those before the end of the show. But, Jack, you do this at this time every week. You're two-timing Tiger of the Week. That's right, Jack, our two-timing Tiger. And, of course, someone who has played for the Mighty Tigers uh, and this week's opponent. And, of course, we are playing the Bulldogs. On Wednesday night, gosh, that sounds weird to say, but we are joined on the line by Emmett Dunn. Emmett, how are you? I'm great, Jack. How are you going up there in the hub? Going well, mate, going well. Missing seeing your face because uh, we do cross paths every now and then. You are currently a, a board member at Richmond, um, but you were a player. You played 115 games for the Tigers. Um, and then I think you might have played 14 games for the mob that we're playing this week. What happened, mate? How did you end up moving from such a mighty club like Richmond over the Westgate to, uh, well, I suppose, Footscray at that time? Well, a bit of history there. But, um, Mickey Mouldhouse uh, was appointed a coach, and uh, two things happened simultaneously in my career, Jack. I got slow, and the game got very quick, and uh, I, was lo- <laughs> I was lost in the aftermath. So... Uh, the club sold me off to, uh, to Footscray, and I had three years out there, and the great years with Mick and Wayne Walsh, the uh, chairman of selectors, Sean O'Sullivan, so it was a real Richmond feel out there, but it was a great time out there, but different club. We, uh, I know we traded off the, uh, the uh, impression that Richmond's always a, a blue-collar club, but I tell you what, Footscray was genuine blue-collar, but great people, great times. Well, it's funny you say blue-collar, because I was looking at your... Uh... Wikipedia page, and I don't know even if, if you know that you have a Wikipedia page, and I noticed the, <laughs> I noticed the uh, three letters after your name, APM, so I decided to do a little bit of research, and that is an Australian police medal, so I don't know whether our listeners do know, but you did serve in the Victorian police and made it all the way to the rankings of Assistant Commissioner, 38 years, is that right? Uh, yeah, it was just short of 40 in the end, uh, Jack. But look, I, um, I stumbled into it, um, and I thought I'd give this a try. And I thought oh, a couple of years would be okay. Well, then, 40 years later, I uh, finally uh, ceased my service. I thought I had a great career, and it is a great career. It still is a great career for young people out there. Particularly now, if you're looking for a job, uh, think about it. Think about it seriously. And, uh, of course, that is where your nickname comes from, Plod. Uh, Correct. And... 
it's uh, oh, it's fitting for you as well because you're a very very scary man to to come up to, and we've we've done a few things together, and I've uh, just yeah just got an awe about you, and I can see I can just see you being a policeman. What what was what was harder, dealing with the streets of Victoria or dealing with the the Ford Pocket or the full Ford of the of the Oppo time through the 1980s? Uh, I think one's the show and one's the go. I, I um. Depends who you played against. I was played against some great players. I think the best player I played against is uh, Simon Madden. Uh, Jack, I don't know if you heard about him, but a uh, fantastic player. Very skilled and a uh, great ruckman, but also when he went forward, uh, he was always kicking goals. So, But look, yeah, in the back pocket, you're on your own, mate. Uh, back then, in my days, you're on your own. Not today. Everyone plays everywhere, but uh, it's sort of lonesome on occasion. So um, it was tough, but uh, enjoyed both. Enjoyed both. Well, Plod, can you give us a tip for this week against, well, I'm going to say, you're, you're a Tigers man because you're on the board, but can you give us a tip? We've been getting them from our two timing Tigers. Wednesday night, who's, how much are the Tigers going to win by? Oh, uh, let's say uh, 24 points. I'll give them 24 Lovely. points, Jack. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thanks for joining us on Tiger Time, Emmett. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, Jack, for having us. All the best to everyone out there, and stay safe and uh, stay healthy and look after yourselves. All the best. Emma Dunn joining us is our two-time Tiger of the week here on Jack Revolt's Tiger. Tom, hey, Jack, a couple of minutes before we finish up. A couple of texts that have been sitting here waiting for you to pull apart before we finish as well. Dave in Clyde North wants to know, apart from yourself, who do you think is the most underrated player at Richmond? For me, it's Nick Flost and the work he does across halfback and the interceptions are incredible. Apart from yourself, of course. Apart from myself, uh, who do I think is the most <laughs> underrated player at Richmond? I think Nick Boston, um is arguably one of the best players in the competition. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's he's probably underrated. Grimes still underrated. Um, I think Dion is underrated, but it's probably the, the you, Plod just mentioned then blue collar. We 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 sort of like that. We we feel mm-hmm. like that sort of suits us. And I, if I was going to pick one guy, I think Vlosten's the. The guy that uh, that goes under the radar is so important for us. We've been getting, I reckon, f- probably five or six different texts, texts asking how Riley Collier Dawkins is going, and is he close? Well, he's got he's in the broader squad this week, um, and he's he's very very close. He's a, he's a big young lad that I suppose he's that modern prototype of a midfielder, sort of one hundred ninety three centimeters, sort of ninety five kilos, and and he's a he's a big lad. He's just going to take. Some time, but I've got no doubt with this sort of, with this fixturing um, over the next three weeks, well, what we know of, plus obviously the, the games to come with that, that Riley will, will get his chance. He's got, um, he's got some very good qualities. He, he, I, I don't want to, I won't say who I think he plays <laughs> like, because um, I don't want to put the pressure on him. But um, no, he's, he's going to be a, a very good, good ball for us going forward. So exciting times. Plenty of new faces to see over the next sort of three weeks, Jack. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, no doubt about it. Wednesday feels even strange saying that, doesn't it? Wednesday footy. Well, it's the Christmas of footy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a footy lover, so there's footy on tonight and then 19 days in a row, the 19 days of Christmas footy. Jack Rewalt's Tiger time, as always, for Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne unrestricted. Jack, well done, as always, and good luck for Wednesday night. Thanks for joining me, fans, on Tiger Time, and uh, go you Tigers. Stick around. Still plenty more to come. The footy's up next. Terry Wallace alongside me for Fremantle and Geelong on Monday Night Footy here on the Mighty SEN.